ultimately at the end, like I would, I say to all my clients, like play to your strengths. Like you're a yoga teacher. You're awesome at what you do. You should be doing more of that. Get people to help you do things that don't light you up and you're not great at. That was Corey Sterling. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Yogi Misfit Sessions. I'm Danny Pumploon. I'm still the host. Today is session 127. Listen, there's a lot of us that are moving different parts of our yoga business onto online platforms. Some people are starting to do retreats again. Some people are starting to do trainings. There's a lot of things going on in different places. That being said, it is always important to have someone in your back pocket that can guide you through what you've got to do legally, and Corey is the man. He was introduced uh, by a friend of mine, um, and he owns uh, a company called Conscious Counsel, and it's exactly what it does. He offers legal advice to yoga studios, yoga owners, just different, different things a bit like that. It's a really interesting side of the yoga, um, you know, I'm using air quotes, business that we don't normally get to hear about, and yes, you guys, there is a business element of it, right? You got to open up an LLC, blah, 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 blah. Um, he actually does a lot of work with me personally, and, and um, yeah, I'm super stoked with what he, I'm, I'm happy to have someone that knows what they're doing in my uh, back pocket. I'm super stoked to get, uh, or to have uh, Corey on the show uh, today. Um, this goes without saying, of course, uh, this show is not possible without everyone's love and support. If you want to support the show, the best way to do it is leave us a review um, on iTunes. You can also check out our support the show uh, page. Links are down below in the show notes. You can give us a little donation so that we can continue to keep this awesome content coming out to you. Without further ado, let's talk about the law. Corey, you are the law. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Just so for the record, like I just refer to you now as the law. I'm always like, I got to go talk to the law or I got to email the law. When I was talking to Brian about you, I was like, hey, how do you feel about the law? <laughs> you know what? With great power comes great responsibility. And I accept being the law and I promise to do great things with it. So thank you do for you the opportunity. Do you feel like it's a lot of pressure being like you're just the law and I, there's no jurisdiction of what law you are. You just are. There's no pressure at all. I think all it is is a place of creation. It's like, wow, what are the most fun, incredible, playful laws we can come up with? And how do we just crush it by doing that? Corey, I haven't met you yet ever in person. And even in, even in the way that we kind of just came into orbit was really cool. So, you know, through our, you know, our mutual friend, Sherry, and she, she immediately texted me and she's like, I don't know if you need any legal services, but if you do, you call this guy, you guys are going to get along great. And I was like, oh, I'll look him up. And then I started looking up your stuff and I was like, he seems cool. And then I looked at your Instagram and I was like, he really likes being in Speedos and on beaches. We'll get along yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? In 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 Portuguese, it's called a sunga, which is a yeah. Brazilian man bikini. That's how I describe it to my clients when they'll be like, "Oh, yeah. where are you? What are you wearing?" I'll be like, oh, "I'm in my Brazilian man bikini." Um, and the only question is, why not? And I haven't figured out the answer to that yet. So yes, I'm. I I, I love our vibe too. I, I look forward to meeting in person one day. But in the meantime, my cup is full with uh, the wonderful experiences we've had together so far. I, listen, and I hope that we get to have the these kinds of conversations, and that I don't have to call you being like I need the law. <laughs> I hope I hope so too. But I I think both all of them are great, right? When when you when you can look at everything that's happening in your life and your business as an opportunity, even sometimes dealing with those other things can can provide growth. So 
the law right. and growth provider facilitator. I'm I'm into all of that. All the sign me up for two. All the above. Okay, cool. Let's do it. So, Corey, you uh you uh so like you know kind of a little backstory uh for for the listeners out there. I uh, met Corey through a friend, and you guys met. I f- I forgot where it was something, but I started to look you up, and you are uh you are the owner, the creator of Conscious Council. Um, I. Yeah, like tell. I mean, how did this all come about? How did con? Well, one, one. How did conscious counsel come about? And then I want to dive into like how you're helping yogi specifically with the law and all that. Yeah, how did how did conscious counsel came about? Conscious counsel was an idea um, that I had of trying to make legal services fun, Danny. And I think we've we've explored a little bit how providing legal services can be fun. But what I what I found was missing from the legal landscape was heart and lawyers making things relatable, digestible, and, and fun for their clients. And, and what I kept seeing, I worked for a big law firm, and then I worked for a small law firm, and I just saw clients continually coming in, paying a lot of money, not really having a positive experience, not being jazzed about it, and then in the end, not re- like leaving without understanding anything of what was going on or what they just paid for or what they just signed. So I was like, right. okay. And, and it's, it's also because law, it's, it's a very archaic, it's not an industry, it's more... Uh, it's a practice, but it's very archaic. It has very deep roots, and it's and and the culture of lawyers is is very fixed. And I didn't really fit in by their standards and their way of doing it. So I sort of just came to a point where I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to try to make I'm going to try to be the lawyer that I would want to work with, and I want to be that way for other people. And if it doesn't work, and it doesn't resonate, and nobody likes me, and I get no clients, then." I'll just go back to being miserable working in a big office. And thankfully that hasn't happened yet. I mean, it's, I, I, I for one can totally get it. Cause there's been times where I, I, I've never, I've never worked or met anyone like you're kind of a unicorn. Like I've met plenty of attorneys and lawyer, you know, like all that, but like no one that uh, takes the approach that you do and work specifically with yogis, yoga teachers um, and, and, you speak a different language that a lot of a uh, lot of other attorneys don't. If that makes sense, it does make sense, and I just speak the way that I would speak to my friends. Um, I think the the first thing I started doing when I started Conscious Counsel was just telling all my clients that I love them or signing things I love you, and I'll never forget that first email to a potential client when I was getting ready to write I love you, and I was like, holy shit, this feels right, but it's counterintuitive. Should I do it? And I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to tell my clients that I love them. And, uh, and also the, the first sort of like branding thing that I came up with conscious counsel was that I'm a lawyer and I'm a real person. And that's just it. Like in the way that we communicate, why would I pretend to use all these big words or try to intimidate someone when at the end we're obviously on the same level and we want to have a relationship that's mutually beneficial um, so why not just be yourself and, and, and speak how you feel like speaking? Yeah, for sure. I know for a fact, I mean, like, like, let's be real, let's be honest. You know, there's yoga teachers out here that are listening to the, the, there's yoga practitioners, there's yoga teachers and there's yoga studio owners, all the above. Right. I know that when I first started teaching, I had zero clue about any of this stuff. Like I, I didn't, you don't even think about it. You don't, you know, when you're, we're, we're running businesses essentially as teachers and studio owners, for sure as studio owners, but even as, 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 as teachers, you're, you know, building your brand or, you know, becoming you as a teacher, but you never think about 
like when you do teacher training, no one ever, in, in, you know, what the business of yoga lecture is basically like, here's the yoga industry. This is, you know, how you go and you go to Yoga Alliance. And then afterwards you can audition for class. It's very basic. It, there is no like what actually ha it's, you know, it's kind of like high school when you take an economics class, they don't really teach you like how to actually like pay your bills and like how to do the things, you know? And so they, what, what, go ahead. No, they, no, they don't. You're right. They don't teach you any of that, right? And so, and so same thing in like 200-hour teacher training. Like coming out of teacher training, you kind of step into this world and you're like, you know, <laughs> you're like, hello, life. And then hello, trying to run a business. And hello, trying to do all the things that go, uh, you know, with that. And going into, you know, even teaching privates or whatever, I didn't know I was supposed to have release forms. I didn't realize I was supposed to have, you know, whatever. I remember running my first retreat you know, and I, I still not knowing that I had to have like certain paperwork down and, you know, so it's, it's nice to one hear that someone's doing it and that's speaking the language, but two, you know, when I had spoken to attorneys and lawyers, I was just like, what are you even saying right now? Uh, yes. So I, yeah, that's, that's normally how the conversation goes. And, and, and I worked in that environment for a bit. So I was able to catch the vibe of, of what it's like there and how unrelatable the experience is. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the, you know, on, on how unrelatable and how challenging it can be to really connect with a lawyer, but just to that point of, of not understanding the practical point, like, uh, I'm with you and it's, to me, it's shocking. And, and, you know, I spent about a year of my life writing a book, which came out in April. It's called the yoga law book, legal essentials for yoga professionals. And the whole reason why I wrote that book was that I just saw that all of these yoga teachers or studio owners or retreat runners or teacher training organizers, everyone was making the exact same mistakes because as you mentioned, it's not really included in the curriculum of a 200 hour yoga teacher training. And the, fixing the mistakes is pretty simple. It's the, as much as it might seem like these are complicated things, if you work with the right people, you can really get it sorted away and squared off really easily. So everyone was making the same mistakes. No one was talking about it. No one was communicating the message in a, in a really comfortable and fun and easy and lighthearted way. And that's sort of um, the, the mission that I took on with a whole lot of love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, just again, I'll say like the approach to it, I think for me just makes it that much sweeter. Um, and, you know, I mean, you're a real human and you can tell that you can get it. You, you know, you get that from your messaging and, and from the way that you approach and, it's just super cool. Let me beef you up some more. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate. I, appre <laughs> I, I, pre I appreciate that. That all of that's really nice. But I can tell you that it's all been authentic. Yeah, and like, for sure. And one of the most consistent questions I'll get from my clients are like, "Oh, who's like, you know, uh, uh, an like a fun, awesome, approachable accountant?" And like, I haven't found one. And I went on my LinkedIn and I posted like, "Looking for an accountant and a real human being." And the responses mm -hmm. I got back were like so traditional like oh this is my experience and i love accountants the same way i love lawyers but it was just like no one was like oh what's up dude like i get that you try to help small business owners and that's my specialty let's like let's hang and do a yoga class and whatever and drink tea or kombucha and chat about it I'm like mm -hmm. it hasn't happened yet but i've been manifesting other things before finding a conscious accountant but yeah man it, it. It, it's 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 2020 and so so much of of the market of, of people doing things are young and they're on Instagram and they communicate a particular way that I think, I think traditional law is on the, is on its way out. I hope so. so 
let's talk more about the book. What what uh, what came about and, and what uh, I think it's a it's a it's a resource for everyone out there. Yeah, it's a resource for for everyone out there. I'm happy to also do a giveaway um, to any of your listeners. I don't we can we can figure out how the how the giveaway will go. But I, I'd be happy to there sign a copy for um, <laughs> nice. for anyone who's listening. But yeah. it's it's a resource and also like it's sort of fun and I'm I'm poking a little bit of fun about the legal industry and I think one of the first chapters is called why everyone hates lawyers and you know talking about my experience of going through uh, of going going through the process of law school and then big law firm and small law firm and all the sort of funny things that I observed but the whole point is to make a paradigm shift early on and just to get people to realize look you probably think you know all these things about lawyers and you're super intimidated and it's crazy expensive and whatnot but in pr the practical aspect of it is that it can be really different and what i encourage people to do is to communicate in their relationships and that's basically how i break law down i'm like look you're going to need a written agreement for every particular re commercial relationship you have and how can you create the ideal how can you create the ideal terms and boundaries around that relationship and and that's sort of what i what i set out to do in the book and, and the way the book is organized is that i tackle the most common issues or areas of law that a yoga teacher or yoga professional will operate in and i basically make the law super approachable i'm like look this is the actual deal this is what's happening the only basic things you need to know are and then i write it and then also in each chapter i included a story that I went through with one of my clients because like I said before, all of the stories are the same. And I just mm -hmm. see the same problems that people um, are unaware of and, and don't really know that they you need to correct. And I just thought, why not share these stories and do it you know, in, in, a, in a light, easy, cool, fun way so that hopefully people will learn that way and that also so people won't have to make the same mistakes. So what are these things that keep popping up for everybody? The, the biggest thing, generally, what the biggest issue are miscommunication of expectations in relationships. Mm -hmm. And really what I try to use a legal document for is to understand the, again, the, the boundaries and the expectation that's, that two people have in working together and finding a way to put that into a written document that both people understand it and both people feel comfortable with it because mm -hmm. what i've noticed is that the, the issues that will always come up will be something that you know afterwards someone will be like oh i knew i should have put that in or like we were going to talk about it but we never did and like those are the things that always always will come back so that's a very blanket answer um would you like me to go more specific for yoga teachers and yoga professionals and like yeah yeah for sure cool so in that in the most consistent things that i'll see um, one will be one will be revising waivers of liability. So in the, the whole thing about a waiver of liability is that it's different from the other documents because what's happening is someone is signing away their legal rights. They're saying, mm -hmm. I'm going to participate in these activities with you. And in, in, in exchange for doing that, I, I promise that I will that I forfeit my legal rights and that I cannot sue you if something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, the whole idea behind the waiver of liability is like, cool, two, two people are jamming, they're hanging out, one person is leading, and that person has a responsibility to make sure the person who they're leading or teaching is safe. But in order to do so properly and have that waiver of liability upheld, you need to communicate exactly what you're going to be doing together. And the biggest issue I see is that waivers of liability aren't specific enough when it deals with 
okay, what are we doing together? What are the risks of doing these things together? What, what are the possible outcomes from these risks? And then understanding all of these risks, I, the person still agrees to voluntarily participate and ultimately to release you of liability. And right. the most common thing that I'll see when I get waivers and like the classic, the classic scenario always is someone's like, hey, can you, can you take a look at my waiver? I think it just needs a little bit of revision. And I'll always say to them like, look, I'm happy to review it, but 99% of the time I do this, it, it, it's incorrect. And, and that's what it is. And, and the reason when a, a waiver of liability will not be upheld is if it's not specific enough about all of those things that you're doing, like, are you doing acro yoga? Are you doing aerial yoga? Are you, is there partner work involved? Are you using props? Like, mm -hmm. and, and I can, I can tell you from, from my experiences of defending clients in, in actions and being part of negotiations, the waiver of liability, it's like, it's the biggest thing to prevent things from escalating. And you can get a demand letter. A demand letter is this thing in law where someone's like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to sue you and this is why. And I'm going to give you a chance to give me all this money before I sue you. Right. And then right, 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 when, right. when you get that piece of paper, you're going to hire, you're going to call a lawyer. And the first thing the lawyer is going to say is like, okay, what evidence can you provide to me? What support can you provide to me? Um, to counter this and to show these people like, hey, you think that we did something wrong when really you actually signed this agreement. And I've been on both ends of a waiver being strong enough and not being able to nullify a claim. And I've also been on the end of it where a waiver was not strong enough, which led to way more money being spent on the problem, lots of stress, lots of worry, and a, and a completely different type of settle, uh, settlement in the issue. So one, one thing is just waiver of liability for all teachers out there and all studios out there, like protect your assets. That's the best thing to get going. Um, mm -hmm. Other issues that will always come up, especially in California now, um, is the distinction between a contractor and employee mm -hmm. and, and what that means for whoever's hiring who. So a, a lot of the, a lot of the work, you know, before the new bill in California was passed on, uh, it was passed before, but it came into action January 1, 2020. And around that time, I was just like slammed with studio owners who needed to make the switch from having contractors to employees. Um, right. So, and and even within the contractor agreement, I think it's it's probably one of the most um, the the document that that we've been dealing with the most lately. But also um, another agreement that always comes up is service agreements. So we call mm -hmm. them service agreements, but what it really is, is like, okay, I'm providing a service to you. I'm teaching you, or I'm doing corporate yoga for your company, or I'm doing this. And like, again, the whole point of the document in a positive, loving, happy, fun perspective is to create the ideal relationship. So what are the different things that I want to include in that document? And in, in, if, if the question is, what are the things that people do wrong, normally they, A, don't understand what they're signing, and B, what they're signing isn't a reflection of all the things that they thought about, so they end up having a problem in the relationship. Right, 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 right. Do you think did that you fall asleep? I mean, did you fall asleep? Are you still awake? No, not at all, not at all. Hey, cool, I'm, man, I'm, we're here. I'm, you're the law. How could I fall asleep when the law is talking I don't, to me? <laughs> I don't, I just, I want, I just, it's a, it's like a little disclaimer, just it's a sleep disclaimer. Want to make sure that you're, that the eyes are open. Yeah. And I think it's important for, you know, everyone listening out there, not only just the, you know, the teachers and whatnot, but also the people that are getting into it to be really clear as to what they're signing and why they're signing it. You know, it, it's not just, it, it goes on both sides to protect, you know, um, what people are, are getting themselves into. 
the, the, the craziest thing that I see is when people sign agreements that they don't understand. And this, it's, it's in yoga and it's in every aspect of commercial business. Because to, to me, what, what drives me crazy, what drives me absolutely crazy is like, certain, you know, people will focus on certain aspects of their business proportionately way more than they will other things. And I'm, mm. there's zero judgment. I'm not like, oh, it's better to do this than to do that. I don't care whatever you do with your business. I love you. I want you to crush it. I want you to build a great community. Like, do all the amazing things. But what, what drives me crazy is like people will spend so much time doing something that like, you know, may change 4%, 8%, 12% of the business, but then they'll go and sign an agreement, which is like putting their whole business at risk that they don't understand or that they borrowed from someone else. And I'm just like, whoa, like, don't, don't you, don't you get it? Like you, you, what you're signing, you're signing away your rights. You could spend all your time doing this other thing, but like set the foundation of your business up properly at the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, a, like, what's a, I think that, you know, for, and we were kind of talking about this off the air, but like, you know, like no one, uh, no, I don't think anyone goes into teaching yoga, you know, running a studio, like thinking about all this stuff. And I, and I think it's, it can not only be intimidating, but also off-putting. How do you make it more digestible? Or, or you know, where's a great place to just start without it being way too much? Well, oh, there's there's two things there. And I, and I think the invitation and sort of what I tried to do in the book and what I try to do every single day in interacting with my clients is to shift the paradigm. So the first thing is like, yes, it might seem like it's something completely overwhelming, but also you just need the basic minimum of it to work. So the real question is, what do I need? What is required for this to work for me and my business, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So th- that's the first thing I'd say. Like, It's not like, oh, you're, the expectation isn't that you're going to be writing your own agreements and that you're going to become a lawyer and you're going to do it. No, like you are, you are a yoga teacher. You, are a, you can walk into a room. You can lead people. You have incredible insight. You change and transform people's lives on a daily basis. That is exactly what you should be doing. That being said, mm-hmm. other things in the business need to get to, to get done. And how can you mm-hmm. accomplish those things as easily as possible? And like, look, I hire, I hire a bookkeeper and an accountant. I don't do, I take pictures of my receipts on this app called Receipt Bank. And like, I don't know, it goes somewhere that connects with something. <laughs> and I pay, I pay someone however much money, a couple hundred bucks a month to deal with it. And like, cool, because when I tried balancing my own books, I hated my life. So I, I think to answer your question is like, choose the things that light you up in your business and choose the things that you're great about in your business and focus on that. That being said, if, if there are, if there are certain things, if you're at a position in your business where you aren't able to hire professionals to assist in providing these, these services, I think, I mean, yeah, I I think just doing, doing proper research, doing proper research about in, in either, you know, it, it could be in a book, it could be on the internet or whatever it is, making sure it's from a reliable source, but like mm-hmm. looking into looking. Yeah. I, I don't want to be so self-promotional where I'm like, Oh, read the book. So I won't say read my book, but I'm like, check out what resources are available. If you're curious about a particular area, do you know, look into it, find a way to make it fun. But ultimately at the end, like I would, I say to all of my clients, like play to your strengths. Like you're a yoga teacher. You're awesome at what you do. You should be doing more of that. Get people to help you do things that don't light you up and you're not great at. Right. I mean, even, and even then, like, you know, you're, you, you know, whether you're plugging yourself or not, it's like, 
Thank you. And your stuff's out there and it's good. So why not pick up that resource? <laughs> yeah. P- pick up that resource. And also just, and I would say just generally like ask, ask questions. And mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you don't sign something, you, you don't understand it. If you don't understand it, ask someone what, what it means. Or if someone's handing you an agreement that you, again, that you don't understand, feel free to negotiate or if something doesn't feel right. And like the whole thing about looking at law as a series of relationships and communicating in them, the reason why that I always say that is because that's something that's super practical and that applies that everyone can understand. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what are the different relationships I have? Like, that's a starting point. Okay, you don't know anything about the law. Cool, I'm with you. It's over. We think it's overwhelming. We think it's super complex. Then what I would say to that person is, you know, write the, your your name on a piece of paper, take a blank piece of paper, write your name in the middle and draw a line to everyone that you have a commercial relationship with. The studio you work you you work with, your private clients, your group clients, um, if you run a retreat or a teacher training, where that takes place. And then just see like, oh, what are the issues that have come up in that particular relationship? And what can I do to communicate a better job in, in those relationships? And how can I get something down in writing to communicate that? Like, the most basic sense of it all yeah yeah I, I i never thought of it that way you know you i i guess you know like you said shifting the paradigm but when i always think of the law or when i thought of the law it was like just deal with trouble or stay out of trouble and not you know let's let's get to know one another and, and have this i mean uh, do, ready let's have this conscious agreement <laughs> yes let's have this heart heart leading conscious agreement but it, it's it's also about respect and and i think right. it's it's about respect and relationships and like even even my friends who i work with i'll i've drafted their service agreements and i'm like send me a service agreement so that i know exactly what you're doing what i'm paying you when it's going to be done how you know when payments are going to be made and all of these things and mm-hmm. it's it's just it's just having that yeah i to me i think agreements written agreements it it amounts to respect for the people that you're working with yeah 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 it's important it's important and i mean yeah it's important and you're also you're going back into uh i mean it's funny you're bringing in principles of yoga even in the law it's it's having you know that open dialogue that getting to know self so that you're able to communicate what it is that you need and also you know setting those boundaries on both ends you know so that everyone is in that place of equanimity you know per se I yes, uh, I'm I'm happy to hear that the the correlation is there. I'm not surprised to hear that that is there. And this this is also universal. It's a universal principle that I'm just trying to take things that 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 I've seen of what the the biggest issues that always come up are particular things and like okay, how can we how can I make this easy for people to implement and to use it? And I and I see the difference it makes. And even like so, you know, the the old paradigm maybe you had of law was okay. It's either um, it's, it's going to protect me or it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember the exact words that you used, but like what, what wasn't used was like constructive, positive business building. And the truth is like, you can have a commercial relationship and based on the agreement that you have, it can be completely different. Like mm-hmm. you, you can put yourself really in a strong position to succeed if you understand your business and you understand exactly what terms to include and how those terms can benefit you. So like, I just say get stoked about it because it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a wonderful opportunity. Corey, you're doing a lot for, for, uh, for those yoga teachers out there that are struggling, man. (laughs) 
I'm 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 hoping to. It you know what how how all of it really really started, and conscious counsel's separate from sort of separate from yoga law because at, at first I didn't have too many clients who were yogis and and what was interesting was I I sort of had a, a former business partner who basically quit on the business because the the philosophy was like oh yogis have no money so they're not going to be able to pay for anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, okay, firstly, that's, I don't think that's really important. And secondly, I just, I was living in Vancouver when all of this started. And most, I was practicing yoga many, many times a week. This was before I went to India and did a teacher training. But like, I just, I loved my teachers. I loved my classes. Like I was going three or four times a week. I was really, really, really into it. And then I just started seeing, like, I would have conversations with them. And I'd be like, oh, like, who's your lawyer? And what are you doing for your agreements? And blah, blah, blah. And just like nothing, 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 nothing. So I was like, right. okay, cool. Like let let's give it a shot. And really, like that's 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 what the that's what the book is about more than more than anything else. So right. trying to help and trying to make it relatable, and um, and all of it comes from my respect for yoga, which is, uh, I mean, it's it's so many different things. It's so many different things to so many different people. But to me, it's just I've just seen it as being a, a massive positive tool to increase self-awareness and empathy and compassion for others. And, um, and, and I, the more my philosophy is the more that we can spread a good thing, the better everyone will be. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just, it gives us more time and space to, to be able to provide like what you do and the way that we're able to not have to worry. You're, because of the things that you do, it gives us more space, literally, in our minds and 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 in person to do what we do really well, which is hold the container for our students, you know, and for the people that are coming to show up for transformation. So, you know, it's it's one thing um, away from 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 what we have to take care of, and we can really focus on doing what we do really well. It 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 does, and and I think also the big thing that, and we haven't used this word yet, but I think this is you know, in, in more reflection on, on the entire situation and how everything has evolved, it's really about professionalization. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is if you are a yoga professional and you're committed, like, okay, this is my career, I'm doing it. As much as you are a yoga professional, you're also a professional and an entrepreneur. And the reality right. is any entrepreneur in any, any industry, doesn't matter where you're working, at some point, if you're an entrepreneur and you are expecting to support yourself and your family and your community and whatever it is, you are going to interact with the law. It is inevitable. Right. You are going to interact with the law. So right. then the next question is, how can we make it as awesome as possible? Because right. it, as much as it's, you know, relieving stress and, and giving peace of mind so that, you know, yoga professionals can grow. And like, for me, all of that's great. But also, I love the idea of helping to professionalize the industry. And, you know, one thing that can be common for yoga professionals is maybe they're so great at the heart, you know, the heart leading piece. And they're so great at, at, at teaching and inspiring and helping others transform. And they, they have less of the business propensity and to, to really understand what needs to be done. So I think it, it sort of touches on all of those points. That's awesome. Corey, I, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, man, and sharing your insights. And, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to get the, the entire law on the podcast at the same time. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it's a, the bandwidth of the internet, both specifically this connection and generally is marvelous. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show, man, and sharing your knowledge. And I can't wait to link your book. And uh, we'll, uh, I'm sh- when I when I type it the show notes and, and send this out, which will be in a little bit, we'll uh, we'll be able to do some giveaways for for some of your book copies for some teachers and students and uh, and all the above out there. 